from Tobago, son and daughter of his son, Pat Jordan and Lenora Jordan. We come to give God praise to lift up his holy name. Because he said in his word, if he be lifted up, he will draw souls unto it. So here we are to lift up his holy name. That soul he saved. So today, 
you know i would like to say thank you for everyone who actually take the time off to listen to the segments and um i'm very grateful for that as it's a form of motivation for me to continue going and today i would like to continue i've already spoken about the first foundational pillar of civilization and the second and today i'll be talking about the third foundational pillar of civilization and that is the god instituted establishment of governmental authority to carry out the death penalty for first degree murder right which is taken from genesis chapter 9 verse 6 and numbers chapter 35 from verses 30 to 33. now all scriptures will be read from the king james version bible and as i do say and always say i'm live every monday i'm live so thank you once again for everyone who's logged on to my podbean so as i start now after noah and his extended family consisting as it did of his wife his three sons and their wives emerged with the animals from the ark he built an altar unto the lord upon which he offered a burnt offering of some of the clean beasts and fowls which were kept alive with him in the ark as we read in genesis chapter 8 verse 20. So pleased was God with the quality and fragrance of Noah's offering that he blessed Noah and his sons according to the tenor of the following words, which is taken from Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 to 4. And it goes like this. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea into your hand are they delivered every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you even as a green herb have i given you all things but flesh with the life thereof which is the blood thereof shall ye not eat now the scripture shows the blessings given to Noah and his sons after exiting the ark, included, among other things, a post-flood divine mandate to control God's creation. So with this, I can safely say that we all should agree, right? So brethren, in an effort to ensure that the pre-flood violence which precipitated the destruction of the world in Noah's day was not repeated. God there and then introduced the death penalty as a restraining deterrence on the one hand and as an earth cleansing mechanism on the other hand. So accordingly, the following scripture that I will be reading now speaks confirmingly to what is it that i just mentioned and this is the doctrinal position on it so i'll be reading from genesis chapter 9 verse 5 which states and surely your blood of your lives will i require at the hand of man and at the hand of every man's brother will i require the life of man now in order to remove all ambiguity with respect to one of the reasons for the death penalty God added the following, which we read in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, and I will read it now again. 
So whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. So brethren, to reinforce the fact that God himself introduced the death penalty in Genesis chapter 9 and later authorized its continuation as an earth cleansing mechanism, the, the scripture that I'm going to read from Numbers 35 verse 30 is very supportive indeed. And it goes like this. Whoso killeth any person, the murderer shall be put to death by the mouth of witnesses. But one witness shall not testify against any person to cause him to die. So now to ensure that no other form of punishment replaces the death penalty for first degree murder, we have the following God-given guidelines, which I'll be reading from Numbers chapter 35, verse 30, which states, Moreover, ye shall take no satisfaction for the life of a murderer which is guilty of death, but ye shall be surely put to death. So that is Numbers chapter 35, verse 31. Now, for those who wish to find out why God has decreed such harsh penalty, now this reason will be able to explain the such, and that is taken from Numbers chapter 35, verse 33. So ye shall not pollute the land wherein ye are, for blood, that is the blood of the murdered, it defileth the land, and the land cannot be cleansed of the blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. So, the prudent might ask, is there any example to substantiate the fact that the blood of the murdered can defile the land to the point where it experiences protracted famine? So the answer to that question is yes. So the following story speaks convincingly to the issue under review and it is taken from 2 Samuel chapter 21 verse 1 which goes like this. There was a famine in the days of David three years, year after year, and David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered, it is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. Now, brethren, please remember that the Gibeonites were the people with whom Joshua had covenanted and subsequently made hewers of wood and drawers of water. This he did, notwithstanding the fact that the Gibeonites had tricked him into so doing. Now, if you read Joshua chapter 9 from verses 3 to 27, it will confirm what is it that I just said. Now, Saul in his zeal forgot to honor that national covenant with the Gibeonites and went ahead and murdered them, thus shedding innocent blood, which caused the land to be defiled even in the days of David, his successor. So that defilement of the land by the shedding of the innocent blood of the Gibeonites triggered such a devastating, protracted famine, which lasted for three years in a row. Now, to remove all speculation, I suggest that persons read 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 1, from your own Bible, if possible, 
for confirmation of that recorded event. Now, David, having read Numbers chapter 35 from verses 30 to 33, understood that his land could only have been cleansed by the shedding of the blood of the murderer, immediately took steps to have the land cleansed by the shedding of the blood of Saul's descendants. So the importance of the implementation of the death penalty for first-degree murder can be gleaned by reading the following excerpts, which speaks clarifyingly to this issue under review. And I will be reading from 2 Samuel chapter 21, verses 2 to 6, verse 9, and verse 14. And it goes like this. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, What shall I do for you? And wherewith shall I make the atonement, that ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord? And the Gibeonites said unto him, We will have no silver nor gold of Saul, nor of his house, neither for us shall thou kill any man in Israel. And he said, What you shall say, that will I do for you? And they answered the king, The man that consumed us and that devised against us, that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the coast of Israel. Let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us, and we will hang them up unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, whom the Lord did choose. And the king said, I will give them. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And they fell all seven together and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of the barley harvest. And after that, God was entreated for the land. So that was Second Samuel chapter 21, verses 2 to 6, verse 9, and verse 14. So as I come to a close, brethren, and as we can see, from the paragraphs given, the scriptures given today. God who instituted the death penalty for first degree murder in Genesis chapter 9 verses 5 to 6 would only be entreated and appeased if and when the death penalty is carried out for first degree murder. So, based on the episode that we read in 2 Samuel chapter 21 verses 2 to 6 verse 9 and verse 14, Therefore, we know that every nation that despises and abandons this third God-ordained foundational pillar of civilization has always experienced moral decadence along with societal disintegration. So, in addition to what was mentioned earlier, and... Since the, uh, since the departure from the God-ordained foundational pillar of civilization, it represents a despising of God's ways, that nation would have invariably invited the just judgments of God, as we read in Psalm chapter 11, verse 3 to 6. So as I close, please permit me to repeat this fact that the upholding of this third God-ordained foundational pillar of civilization by any nation has always led to societal stability and harmony. 
while the disdaining of same has always resulted in moral decadence, societal violence, and national disintegration. So that's the end of my segment today. I want to remind listeners that God will be returning soon. Please prepare yourselves for his return and spend time each day reading the word. Strengthen yourself in his holy words. So I love you. Jesus Christ loves you. Bless. Have a safe and productive week. And I will be live again next week, Monday. Love you.